to read Back to Reality, the best-selling novel of the bestseller experiment by the two marks, go to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash back to reality. And subscribe to this podcast to get loads of extra bonuses. Go to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash subscribe. Let's run the show. And welcome to the Bestseller Experiment, where we continue to discover what makes a bestseller and inspire you to start, finish, and publish your book. I'm Mark Stay. And I am Mark DeVoe. And welcome to everyone. Before we dive in, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Pro Writing Aid. And if for some reason you missed last week's episode, you missed an amazing interview with Chris Branks, who is the head the CEO, although he doesn't like the big cheese, like the head honcho. The big cheese yes. at, at Pro Writing Aid. And if you haven't tried it, you're missing out because Mark and I have div- we've dove deep, haven't we, Mark? We are using it on everything. Emails, scripts, writing, everything. And if you haven't tried it, it's absolutely brilliant. It is a writing coach. It's more than just a grammar checker. And it integrates into everything that you use, whether it's uh, Word, Google Docs, Chrome, Safari, Firefox, Open Office, Outlook, and even Scrivener, who we've mentioned just a couple of times on this show. Um, It's designed for the smarter writer, and it started off for professional writers, but it will help everyone. I'm finding it incredibly useful. So if you would like to give it a go, pop along to prowritingaid.com forward slash bestseller, and you will get 20% off. And coming up on Black Friday, they've got a really, really sexy deal of over 50% off the lifetime deal. So if you want to get the lifetime deal, 27th of November is when to dive in to get that deal. So, Mr. Stay, we are live and Woo-hoo! direct. We have a live, live audience in the studio. We have we have loads of people who've joined us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Should we just give them a quick shout out? We've got, well, um, we got, we got some first timers as well. We, we, we we, we've got timers. Sean. Sean Locke is here. Darius is here, uh, which is we've fantastic. Welcome all. Tanya, Rob- Kerry, Jack, Robin, Mark, Chell, and many, many more who many, are joining us as we speak. So thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have a fantastic interactive session today because we're going to be asking, and we've asked a lot of our uh, listeners actually questions around what makes you a productive writer and how can you make ha- the habit of writing something that you do every day? So let's dive in, Mark. We've got to tons of questions and tips from our listeners to talk about, haven't we? Well, the first one, first one is from Steve Gowland. He says, uh, for productivity, dictation software, a comfy chair, and gin. That's it. Podcast <laughs> over, everyone. Sorted. <laughs> I was going to say, as long as the gin doesn't come first, because then nothing happens after that point, <laughs> apart from a very, a very nice, heady feeling. I do have a, I do have a, a slight... Um, a slight liking for gin myself. Oh, mother's really. I like that. Eh? I like eh? that tip. Eh? I think I think that the idea of dictation software, now that's something that we've covered in a deep dive, and it's coming up more and more, I've noticed, on, yeah. on the episodes. I'm curious actually as to people in the studio, who actually dictates, who's tried it, and who hasn't tried it, and why haven't you tried it? I'm interested to know about that. Mark, have you ever tried dictating anything? I tried being a dictator of a small South American country, but it didn't work out for me. Didn't work um, out. No. Um, but no, I've not. I've not. But uh, you know who has? Uh, award-winning uh, author Ian W. Sainsbury. His book, uh, That was uh, he used dictation software on that. So, you know, it's... Um, it's coming of age. It's, it's, you know, it's coming around. But it's... Uh, there's, I like to... The way I write, I'm not sure works for dictation because my mind is such a jumble. I'm not sure it would all come out in the right <laughs> order. Do you know? I skip forward, I go back, I skip forward, I go back, I rewrite, I do this, I skip forward, I go back. You know, so I'm, I, it, it takes a lot for me to get a decent sentence out in the first place. So I don't know. I've not tried it, but I might give it a go. But it's, um, cause I, uh, cause Claire, she does her, um, uh, allotment videos and she always nails it first take every single time first take i was on the radio the other night and the guy on the radio asked me to do a little 30 second piece you know seven takes seven takes so i'm like so tonight on the blah 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 oh no i had to take two so tonight and the blah blah blah. so that's what dictation would be like for me so i'm not sure it would work for me um but you know i, I could give it a go i'm sure the thing is i, I think we are Less than a year away from dictation software becoming a lot more affordable. The AI is is really getting there. It's it's that we've seen some big changes, haven't we? 
Well, if, if anyone's ever tried speaking to Siri, I mean, you think about Google Home, Alexa devices. It's, I mean, most of the time it actually gets it. And I've actually started writing notes, um, pages of my book as I'm driving by dictating into my phone whilst I'm popping along. And I'm finding that very interesting because when I get home, I've actually got some words that I can I can either start as a basis of an idea. And so I started using it as a way of just capturing ideas. But the more I practice doing it, the more I'm getting into the style of how you have to how you have to speak to, to write a book. And I think there's a little bit of a learning curve, but the only way you can do it is practice. Yeah. And in the studio, it's interesting. Um, we've got a few people that have answered back. This Robin said she's tried, but uh, Google Docs wasn't the best of tools. I've tried Google Docs as well, actually, Robin. And it is a route actually to, to record, but it, it's a little bit clunky. I found at the moment, it's not really designed for, um, or at least it's not quite there yet. Um, Jack says, I've not tried it. I hate the sound of my own voice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jack. There Jack. is a problem, right? Obviously. But it's a good It's a good thing. You know, you might, I bet you, Jack, if you see a photo of yourself, is that a similar thing? You kind of don't like looking at yourself in photos. I always see the two are related for some bizarre reason. I don't know why. But, um, but it's a very good point. Some people don't like the sound of their voice because if you listen back to... Um, if you listen back to your own voice and it makes you cringe, then it's not going to be a very fun experience. Maybe that's something we've got to get beyond. I don't know. Well, you know, after 200 and whatever episodes of the podcast, I still think, who is that Commodore's muck idiot babbling on? And it's me. <laughs> right, I know. Mark, Mark Hood says, I tried but felt too self-conscious and kept stopping to think. Uh, well, that's what will happen if you do it on the train, Mark, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night tickets please hang on <laughs> get slowly escorted off at the next station thank you sir please sir, move on <laughs> sean says i haven't tried it yet one thing i like to see is someone doing it like a video of someone dictating their novel and the rough copy of what their dictation looks like that's very that's interesting that would be um who would be is- who wouldn't feel self-conscious about doing that you know I wonder if somebody's ever dictated their entire book on a, like a live video on YouTube. And then people can like, right? That's a little challenge. Let's throw it out there. If you fancy being the first person to ever dictate a book, because that would be a great story at the end of publishing the book. This book was dictated on YouTube live and people were typing comments or saying, ha ha, or I don't get that bit as you're, as you're writing it. Um, very interesting point. I think there's a lot that we're talking about here on the podcast about the inner game of writing. And when we hear about people not liking their own voice as a block for dictating, when we hear about um, the challenges of being self-conscious, these are all inner game aspects that we have to try and push through. So we're going to be doing a lot of work on that in 2020, actually. I mean, that's really a lot of the stuff that I do on coaching every day of my life. So it's a very important one because unless we can step beyond some of those limitations or or self-beliefs that we have that stop us, uh, we'll never get beyond to where we want to actually get to. Um, One other thing I'm going to throw in there is a really interesting idea that one of my friends has been trying is they're actually writing by hand. So they're using the classic pen and notepad, which I, I still think you know with Mm. all this amazing technology we've got around us i do think that there's something special about that flow from the brain to the ink on the page and how easy it is to to make amendments or write notes in the margins but there's a trick that they're using which Mm -hmm. i want to talk about we'll go to that in a second what do you think mark about brain to ink rather than brain to fingertips. I think, um, I don't think it needs to be either or. I think the the key is to switch between them, to switch it up. And uh, I do find that if I'm staring at a screen too long and I hit a wall, the solution I get is just grab a sheet of paper and just start noodling, doodling, making little spidergrams. I've got my board, my whiteboard over there. Uh, And, um, you know, yeah, so that does... uh, shaking up of course joe joe hill um i think his last couple of books he's done handwritten first before he's moved on to uh putting it on uh, a word processor um Mm. and the other thing i would do i email myself when i'm out and about and um funnily enough i did used to send little voice memos i've stopped doing that now because the the typing's got better on the phones but i did used to send voice memos so not exactly dictation but Robin says no. she wrote she wrote uh, Colors of Cowardice, her book, completely by hand, um, but typing it up was a pain. 
Uh, and now this this leads us very nicely thank you for that robin because that leads us very nicely into the next stage a lot of people don't write by hand because they think well what's the point when i can just type it straight in but what about the idea as a productivity tip of dictating what you've written oh nice right now think about this folks double Double, like, I like this, winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? This is a double whammy <laughs> because, because what happens when you read out your story loudly? We know that's come up many, many times. A lot of authors read their story aloud and it's where you find the problems where it doesn't flow or where you get stuck. Or, and so you're, you're gaining that as almost a second stage. It's almost like your second draft that you're actually dictating into. And now the software, every, every bit of software we've played with is good enough to do that. So that might be a useful one for you, Mr. Stay, because if you don't want to feel uncomfortable about just doing it off the top of your head, what about, mm. what about, I wonder, would you be willing to try that with a chapter of your new book? Well, I'm I'm in the rewrite stage, so probably not. But maybe first draft no. or something. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. draft or something. Yeah. Who else? Okay, let's get some people to commit right now because we're all about taking action. Public declarations. Who else of everyone with us right now in the studio is willing to actually, over the next two weeks, write by hand if they don't write by hand, and then try dictating it. Let's have a look. Let's see who comes up. We'll come back to that in just a second. But I think we might be on to something. We'll have to call it a mythology. It's the bestseller, the BXP writing mythology how about that does that work uh, is that a word <laughs> it sounds like mythology doesn't it methodology you got an ology <laughs> um yeah so say says i handwrite handwrite from time to time but handwriting looks like spiders skittered through some ink uh, steve g says yes dictation rules richard now richard uh, we've talked to richard about this previously dictation he says as someone with hand problems i missed handwriting but if you can worth doing it sean says geez robin my hand and wrist are cramping up just thinking about writing a bajillion words with a pen uh i mean short i mean you'd have to write the whole thing you know maybe you can just do bits of it you know it's um yeah it doesn't have to be all in steve actually says that he's already written a hundred thousand words so far this way wow i mean you know when we talk about action productivity and getting and getting things down on on the page I do think this is something we all need to look we need to look into no matter how much we feel averse to actually dictating or but it, it should become part of how we write it doesn't have to be the way we write but I think you're right Mark we have, it has to become maybe part of the mix at least to have tried it because if everyone else is doing it and we're not then we're at a disadvantage so there's one reason yeah but yeah, I yeah. do think that the technology has is really catching up now and it's about 96 I'm finding 96 to 97% accurate. It's still a pain because you have to go back through and edit things, but then you have to do that anyway if you're writing. Mm. Sean says, uh, I mean, listen, I'm in a bit of a slump right now anyway, writing-wise. A change of tools and methodology might not be the worst thing. I literally couldn't write less if I tried something new. So, yeah, go, <laughs> go for it, Sean. It, do, it does make a difference. You do have to shake things up. It's um, You can't just be all about the screen or even all about the page. I think, um, yeah, mix it up a bit doodle that helps me um absolutely going back to uh tips popped in by our listeners earlier tanya scott said uh, best writing tip sprints set a timer for five to ten minutes and write until time's up and we've talked on previous shows about the, the pomodoro technique and stuff like that and and setting setting yourself little goals and that that is def- that definitely works for folks doesn't it works for you doesn't it mr d it does. And it's actually something a lot of writing groups do. If you, ever, if you ever go on a writing retreat with a group of people, always introduce some kind of daily sprint. It works best when you find a partner to do it with. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I actually did a sprint once with Shannon Mayer. I have talked about this before on the podcast, but it's relevant again now. If anyone who's, who's ever heard about Shannon Mayer on this podcast, she, she publishes on average about a book a month. So she writes like a demon. She, she has actually written 10,000 words in one hour which is utterly mind-blowing. The most important thing to know is that it's not about your word count when you're sprinting with someone. It's not a sprint where you're literally trying to race each other and who can write the most. The, The technique that we use that works is you declare to each other how many words you're going to try to write 
So in my case, it was like, you know, a thousand words. And in her case, it was 4,000 words. And so we're not, we're not sprinting against each other. We're, we're kind of running along, you know, we're, we're trying to both accomplish our own personal goal. And we both celebrate the fact if we hit that goal, but sprinting guaranteed every single time, you will always write more words than if you're doing a sprint with someone, than if you're just sitting, you know, doing a usual kind of like, you know, having a think and eating a hobnob and you, you'll become 10 times more productive with sprints. So that's something which we're going to be introducing um, in 2020 uh, for people who are part of something that we're doing, which I will be announcing very shortly, but there will be a sprinting element to that. It's part of what we're going to be actually creating. It's like a forum where people can come and, and say, right, I want to do a sprint today. Who else is around to do that with us? Morgan, on, on a kind of similar tech, Morgan got in touch, Morgan Delaney. She says, I start my writing day with a 20-minute writing prompt exercise, usually to make a story out of random words or based on a random picture. They're not all good, but one, sometimes you get a nice surprise when you read them back. Two, it's a great warm-up for the real writing to come. And three, 20 minutes into your day and you've already written something. What a feeling. So that's that's like a, your warm-up before you you know get into the big stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the running jump that Michael Connolly talked about, didn't he, where he talks about when you get stuck with writing, take a step back and do a running jump into it rather than just standing on the long jump pit board and trying to jump a little bit into it. I think Yeah, the, the, the thing I do, do as well is everything in life. I, I, I try to leave uh, something almost mid-sentence if I when I'm wrapping up. I will leave it unfinished so that I can come in the next morning and just go, oh, yeah, just need to wrap that up before I move on to the big thing for the day. So uh, that helps me just warm up. And uh, and then before I know it, I'm up and running. So it's that that first 10, 15 minutes can be, you know, really, really hard work to get that boulder moving again. And that's a great way that I find uh, to get it to get going. If you think about it, everything that we typically do in life that requires any form of exertion needs a bit of a warm up. Now I'm talking about stretching before you go for a run. I'm talking about um, foreplay before you. Okay, right. There's all. What? There's, there's, yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a warm up. Right? How did we get there so soon? That escalated quickly. I'm just I'm just using examples, Mark. I'm just using examples. But what's interesting is when we sit down to write, do we have a warm up? I bet you like. Sorry, Mark. Mark's officially we've officially lost Mark for a time being. Right? <laughs> I always like to shock him on the show, especially live shows. You should see the things we do, folks, when we're recording these not live. That we have to cut out. <laughs> oh, if you could hear the outtakes. But but here's the thing: how many people? Let's have a quick vote. How many people in in the studio do a warm up before they start writing? I mean, for some, we we, we sometimes call it the idea of it's like writing the crap out is sometimes, but it's not usually seen as a warm up. It's usually seen as something that we do the day before we're going to start writing our best stuff. But if we start to do a warm up, like even if it's just five minutes where we just write something just to get the brain engaged, how might that change it? Yeah. And if we actually see that as ob completely disposable, then we chuck it. But what if something actually nice, something that, that comes up? We I mean, musicians, they warm up. Vocalists, they warm up. Yeah. Everyone warms up. Mark Hood says, lights down low, light a candle, rose petals and a thousand words in the next hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sage says, I usually I do it. a couple of minutes free writing before I get serious. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, Robin says, I normally listen to a podcast and do my journal before I start writing. That is a brilliant tip, actually. It doesn't have to be writing words for your book. It doesn't have to be the story. Take the pressure off. Every time we sit down to write, there's, a, there's this innate pressure that we have to start delivering our best ever work. We have to be geniuses in that moment. I love the fact that we use a different form, like a writing exercise or something that we need to do anyway. Um, Write it, listening to a podcast is quite an interesting one. I find when I listen back to our podcast, it really inspires me to, to want to write better. And so when I actually start writing, it's almost like I'm kind of mentally engaged to want to really dive into it rather than be having that classic kind of blank page moment where yeah. you're just staring and thinking. Jack says morning, morning pages are good, uh, which we talked about before. And Kerry says some writing groups use Discord for sprints. What is Discord, Kerry? Explain what that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah, dis I know what, di I know what Discord is. Uh, oh, all is the, this one? Well, all the, one of you, we, all we the cool people, Mark. <laughs> all the cool people in Discord. 
Discord is like a, I don't know how to best describe it, but it's, it's, it's a very, it's an open bit of software. It's a bit like a Facebook group, but without all the Facebook privacy stuff is another way of putting it. Right. But uh, you, you can use it for anything. We have actually one of our BXP team members has set up a Discord. Ro- Robin's server. just told me off. She says, Mark, the BXP team has a Discord server. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know we can't keep up, honestly. But it's so it's 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 a, it's basically a really great way to build a community. It does require people to to sign up to Discord, but it's it's a hugely popular. It's used a lot within techie circles as well companies use it as a as a kind of forum but it's it's a way of organizing things very easy you can create different kind of groups and the like um i see more and more writing groups will probably have a discord server in the future as well because we don't know what's going to happen with facebook we don't know where that's going mm. i've noticed a lots and lots of things are changing about facebook groups recently i don't know if you yeah, noticed that oh i noticed yeah yeah they're gonna i s- think where the way we're going with that i'll be honest i think what's going to happen is mr zuckerberg one day is going to go right folks we've now got premium facebook groups we've removed all the things that we used to give you for free mm. down to the bare minimum and if you want to upgrade then because i think facebook groups are a massive part of what they do so I, I always fight, I'm always a little bit nervous about investing all of our energy into one space because if, it, if you're building on rented land, as I like to think of it, um, you never quite know what's going to happen with that. So Discord could be another alternative to that. Excellent. Elizabeth uh, Hurley got in touch. She says, know what you were going to write before you write it. She said, I only need a paragraph outlining the chapter, but then I can rock it through 3K. And I've only very recently discovered this total game changer for me. And of course, Elizabeth just signed up with a major publisher as well. So yeah, I, something something I'm, because I'm working on rewrites at the moment, I'm looking at a chapter, reading a chapter, and I'm finding little spots where things can be improved or where stuff might need cutting so i i do end up with a, a not exactly an outline but a bullet point of little tasks that i can you know just pound into and and change so that yeah and certainly when i'm doing a first draft uh you know rather than because we were doing this if you remember towards the end of back to reality rather than doing that mahusive outline we started doing just kind of so this is going to happen this is going to happen this is going to happen go and that that really helped that really sped things along didn't it I tell you something that, yeah, absolutely. And I did this just yesterday. I'm writing a screenplay at the moment to try and challenge myself to do something new that I've never done before. And actually, to be totally honest, Mark, completely inspired by what you've done. I thought, I want to try this format to see how different it is. And what I found myself doing is I, I didn't have time to actually really to sit down and write the whole scene. So what I did is I wrote down the six points that were going to happen because mm. I already had the scene mapped out in my head and I didn't want to lose the thread. I woke up yeah, one yeah, morning yeah. and thought, right, yeah. I know what's going on. I, I, I just did those six points. That was in the morning and it took me two minutes, put it down. And then I went off to do my, my daily stuff. And I know that my subconscious was busy working on those, those, those six points all through the day. And then in the evening, when I dropped off my daughter at, at her footy practice, I went to the library, opened up my laptop and I saw those six points and I was like, I don't have to think about this. And I wrote, I honestly, I wrote the best scene I think I've ever written for that screenplay. And I am absolutely guaranteed now that I'm going to use this technique, even if it's in the same writing session, there is something about, it's kind of like mini plotting. If you're a pantser Hmm. in just within one chapter, one scene. And I I do think it's a lot quicker because I think the the challenge is if we don't have a general idea of where we're heading, we spend a lot of time thinking Yes. Between the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where we lose a lot of time and we lose a lot of potential word count. Yeah. Thinking's important, though. I like a bit of thinking. I oh, love people staring but do at the, the thinking, space. Yeah. Absolutely. But do the thinking between the bullet points and yeah, then yeah, the actual yeah. fleshing yeah. out. I that, think that's, that's a, you know, you're going to be thinking anyway. Darius, uh, Darius has written, Darius had to go away and he's come back and Darius says, I'm back. What did I miss? Foreplay, Darius. That's what you missed. Uh, <laughs> no one explained to him what that is. You'll have to listen back and figure that out. Um, so next tip. <laughs> now, this is important. Robin dropped us a line and she said, sprints and accountability. Having someone to report to that I've written today helps me so much to actually do it. Even just wanting to maintain the NaNoWriMo streak of days written is enough to get me right on the days I really don't feel like it. Uh, because it's not about feelings. It's about showing up and writing to my be- best of my ability on that day. Yes, Robin. And that leads us Ooh. to a massive announcement. Segway, 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 man. Big segway. <laughs> 
people in the people in the bestseller experiment team, the BXP team, will know that uh, we've been running a secret experiment for the last um, couple of months, and <laughs> we have. <laughs> and this has really been born out of an experiment I did with a friend of mine. I I am the epitome of the person that struggles to write every day and finish a book. So I, I openly admit that on this show. I've I've written half written twenty books. I've written the book with Mark Back to Reality. Um, but apart from that, that's that's basically my kind of my my uh, biography <laughs> in a nutshell. So I I was determined. A couple of months ago, after I kept looking, what's going on? What's going on? I'm on this podcast every week talking about writing, and I'm not actually able to write every day. So I did an experiment with a friend, and the experiment was very simple. We basically had to, we set ourselves a target, but we had to account to each other each day our word count. And I've done a lot of research into this, a lot of research about why does it work when you you, um, have someone else that shows up for you. And... Ultimately, it makes us accountable. And the biggest challenge that we all have in today's writing world as indie authors, as indie authors, is that there isn't a publisher banging on our door telling us the date and the deadline we have to deliver our manuscript by. You know, not everyone has an agent. Not everyone has a publisher that can do that. So we need to artificially create it. But it's not artificial because ultimately you get the word count done. So what we're going to be doing in 2020 is we're going to be launching a massive project and the project is to get the world writing. Our big focus for next year is about taking action and making your 2020 the best writing year you've ever had. Not just the best writing year, but the most productive writing year. And we've come up with a, a, a project, a challenge, that if every single person takes part in, you will have a book finished by the end of 2020. Mm. We're launching it on the 1st of January. And it's very, very simple. You have to commit to writing just 200 words a day. And people say, what, 200? 200 words, why 200? Well, if you listen back to every single major bestseller, bar about two, (laughs) they've told us, uh, every time we've asked them for their tips, they've told us that the, there is the importance of writing every day. But what we've discovered through our incredible team that we've surveyed and we've put a lot of word out there, it's actually really hard to get that habit ingrained to write every day. There's this challenge, this pressure. A NaNoWriMo, for example, you have to write 1,666 words every day in order to win the challenge of writing 50,000 words. But what we've learned through, through the experts in habit is it's about making it simple. And 200 words a day is the equivalent of a page a day of a book. And if you write a book, a page every single day, you will have the average length of a released novel by the end of the year. So we would like to announce the BXP challenge of a page a day. And we want everybody who wants to take their writing seriously to sign up to it. And we also want everybody to sign up to it who has uh, to tell their friends about it that also want to write a book. Because we know for a fact that on the average Facebook group, in your personal Facebook group, there's about 50 to 60% of people have the dream of writing a book. They just have never managed to find the time. Now, we have actually done this as a a larger experiment with um, a large number of people from the BXP team, many of them on the studio, in the studio today. And we've had the results in over the last couple of weeks in terms of how it's changed people's writing habits. And we can guarantee you that the results are showing us, they're still coming in, but the results are showing us that it is making a huge difference, not just in people writing every day, but also how much, how many words they're writing. So we're going to be, we're going to be announcing very shortly a link where you can sign up to it. Um, we've, you've got until um, the 23rd of December to sign up for the challenge starting on the 1st of January. And, we we've got something slightly bigger to announce haven't we mark in terms of a collective goal that we're trying to achieve yes indeed this is um well you know how we like a big number (laughs) (laughs) so we're asking people to commit to 200 words a day uh what's what we want to get the world writing the world the globe so we created a community challenge for all of us to collectively write 
One billion words. So to make this a reality, Mr. Mr. D's crunched the numbers. We need 15,000 people to sign up to this challenge. 15,000 people. 15,000? Yeah. Uh, It's not actually that much. When you think there's over half, well, 550 million that do, uh, sorry, 550 million, 550,000 people uh, apparently do NaNoWriMo each year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. looking at a very small num- percentage of those. Maybe you're listening to this and you're halfway through NaNoWriMo and you're struggling and you're thinking of giving up. Well, this is the challenge for you. Maybe you're going to get to the end of NaNoWriMo and you're going to do your 50,000 words and then you're going to take December off. Well, this is the challenge for you because it's not about um, it's not about the, the kind of crash diet. It's It's about writing consistently every day of your life and we are really excited we think this is actually totally possible we think we can collectively write a billion words and that means by the end of next year we'll have around fifteen thousand novels that will come about which will have come out of this challenge yeah yeah fifteen thousand and how many of those potentially mr stay could become bestsellers i think at least fourteen thousand nine hundred and ninety nine (laughs) so if you're interested in getting involved in this we are going to put the we're going to we're going to announce the the sign up link on our facebook group on our mailing list so go to bestsellerexperiment.com and sign up to the mailing list now Uh, come to the facebook group we'll be putting out on twitter but i also i want people to start thinking about who they might invite along for the ride because to get to fifteen we we're going to have to ask people to kind of spread the word and get it out there. But the thing that I've seen, Mark, that excites me the most is this idea of accountability, of having to actually try to get 200. Mm. It's literally about 15 minutes a day. And we've had people writing on uh, post-it notes in the queue of a supermarket to get their words down. You can dictate your words like I do in the car. You can have a notepad on beside the toilet <laughs> 15 minutes, right? Why not do, I mean, you'll be amazed no matter how busy our lives are, there is always 15 minutes in our day at some point, 15, 20 minutes in our day where you can get those words down. Mm. And by having committed to that goal, what I've found is if I haven't done them and you have to do them before midnight, that's the rule, whatever time zone you're on, you've got to do them before midnight. But if I haven't done them, like by say 10, I'm like, okay, I have to make this a priority and I get it done. Mm. And it works. Absolutely mm. works. Yeah. Kerry says, is, is it a buddy system or group accountabilities? How, how does it, how's it been working well, in the experiments? The, so basically in, it, well, the, there's two different levels. The first, the first level is that if you're signing up, you're signing up to self-report. So you're going to report 200 uh, words each day and when you'll be, you'll be submitting your word count to us and we'll be then collating the grand total which if technology works will be will be updated live on the front page of the bestseller experiment from the first of january so you can actually see how we're doing collectively um then there's a second level which you're going to be launching um which will be looking at partnering and buddying but that is a much more involved system and that is going to be part of something else that we're going to be launching that relates to something I talked about earlier. So there'll be two separates, but the, the, the bottom line is it's a very simple, the, the first level is just about committing to write 200 and then reporting your word count to us. So we will be your accountability partner. But if you want to go deeper, then we'll be talking more about the the buddying system that's going to be released as well in the future. We are our first Vic- uh, 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 volunteer. Steve G says, I'm in and I've just taught the wife into it too. Good one, Steve. Have a gin. Brilliant. You're number one, Steve. You're number one and your wife is number two. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Honestly, we're going to get so many people who never thought they could write a book or finish a book. Well, this be, is this, um, this be... is one of the things you, you were talking about beforehand. You were, you were saying that you'd be, you are surprised by how many people want to write a book and are just put off by the, uh, the scale of it and never try. And that 200 words a day just feels so doable doesn't it 200 words a day is an average length of an email that we send people Mm. 200 words a day is about four or five texts that we send now you think how many things do we actually write each day but we're not doing for our own book um i i really i'm really blown away And and i'm a testimony to this i'm the guy that could not do this but for the last three months i've polished off 
And I've done, I've, I've always hit my 200 words, but I tend to do a lot more. And that's the thing. The thing that we're learning in this experiment, folks, is once you actually dedicate to actually starting to write, it's very hard to stop at 200. Mm. You're going to write a lot more than 200. You'll I've smash it. 15, yeah. I've written 15,000 words in the last, in the last two months. That's a lot more than 200 a day. Yeah. I have never had this level of productivity ever in my life. Yeah. And I'm the coach, for goodness sakes. I'm the guy going out there telling all these people, it's like cobbler's shoes, right? <laughs> who fixes the cobbler's shoes? Who cuts the hairdresser's hair? So this works. I am, I'm putting my personal stamp and guarantee on it. It's so simple, but it works. And I think this is going to go big. Well, and already, already we're seeing already people saying, Kerry, Kerry says, I'm right? in too with 15,000. Somebody will be my buddy. And then Jack says, I'll be your buddy, Kerry. Uh, Shell says, I'm in. I'll have another crack at fiction. So, you know, yeah, it's a. Uh, Jack says, I'm going to convince my sister. Sage says, I'm going to mention it to my writing group. Yay. Absolutely Excellent. brilliant. They're off. We're this up and running. Brilliant. This is just the beginning. This is so, ground zero, people. You were there first. <laughs> this is it. This could be, and this is not to compete with NaNoWriMo. I want to be very, very, uh, I want to say that this is to complement NaNoWriMo. You can do NaNoWriMo with, with the page a day challenge. Um, it's about getting everyone writing and we're all here to just, just help that within the writing community. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what happens. So watch this space and we'll be putting out the link very, very soon. I want to teach the world to write in perfect harmony. I'm encroaching copyright. I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> if you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's how am I going to do this through the year? We, we had a lovely tip from Alex Waite and I'll see if I can put this uh, link to his photo in the show notes. He said, I can't make it to the live show, but I thought I'd post my top writing tip. I use a calendar to mark off writing days. I've had some good and bad months, but it's a great feeling crossing a day off. I always hate breaking a streak. And so, yeah, you know, this is it. Mark those days every day, 200 words, just fantastic. That's excellent. And you know, it's about, it's talking of streaks. Alex talked about streaks. It's about setting yourself a goal. Now there are days, we all know there'll be days when it probably won't happen it probably there'll be a day when the 200 words you'll suddenly get to 1150 at night you think oh i haven't done my writing that's okay because what you'll find is you'll average a lot more than 200 a day so you'll make them up but here's the other thing it's very important that you measure your streak this is something the seinfeld gag where he would have a streak of jokes every day he had to write a single joke and it was about how many days could he run without breaking the habit, without uncreating a streak. So you're looking for what your personal best is. So if you manage to write for all of January, then you've got a, you've got a, you know, a, a full month streak and that becomes your record. So and then, then the challenge becomes about, can you beat your record? Can you extend that for longer? And that takes into the fact that we're all human beings and things are going to, we're going to fall off the wagon every now and again, but it's whether we get back on and keep writing. Richard has discovered the solution. Chocolate calendars. Mark says he immediately goes out to buy 12 advent calendars as genius. <laughs> 12 advent calendars. I yeah, love it. Yeah. You can get, them for you get two extra bonuses in February as well. Yeah. If you go to pound, pound land, you get them for like a pound each, can't you? you know, so. yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Richard well, you know, said, a, there is that whole point of rewarding yourself. And actually just by tracking your own word count is a reward in itself to see how much you're actually writing is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but Richard, yeah, I like that idea. Richard said it's merch, store time, a BXP calendar, find the mini hobnobs and the one Colin Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like the 25th of December. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The double doors. <laughs> a writing calendar. Can you imagine how big a 365-day-a-year writing calendar would be, Mark? It'd be like, it'd take up your entire wall. We could get those little de get those little desk ones where you where you where you tear it off every day. Get one of those. Yeah, you? you know. I like it. Right now, look, I've got a, I've got a very quick top ten of uh, productivity tips that I use, which might not mean anything to other people, but th this is this is what works for me. So, do you want do you want to hear these? I want to hear them. Okay, absolutely. My first productivity tip, and this is this will sound weird. Procrastinate first. Okay. Right. Especially if, like me, you're a social media addict before I, you know, when I'm having breakfast or whatever, that's when I do my social media. You'll notice that I'm very, very busy for about half an hour in the morning and then radio silence until lunchtime. So I get that out of the way first. I treat myself before I do the writing because it's just, otherwise I'm thinking, I wonder what's going on. I wonder what's going on. But I know then I know, but I, then I turn it off and walk away from it. Okay. So that's, that's number one. Number two. Regular breaks. 
Okay. Now, I, especially if you're doing NaNoWriMo, there is this kind of thing. I've got to do my words before I can have a break. But I've got to, you know, I, I try and get up every half hour or so just to get up. Uh, usually I'm on my own at the moment as well. So there's usually some little chore to do, empty the dishwasher, do a bit of washing up, a little vacuuming or whatever. I go away and do that. Then, you know, I have a little break. I'm getting some exercise. The blood is flowing. And that's usually when I uh, solve a problem, solve a writing problem. So I find that that really, really helps. So regular breaks. Uh, for me, and not everyone will go for this, but silence, total silence, okay? Now, I used to be able to have uh, playlists for things that I wrote. Uh, I do use a Nature Sounds app as well. If I'm on the train, that's what I use now. I have these headphones, which are, you know, block off sound um, or silence. I try to write really quietly now. Any kind of noise now. I've, I tried it this morning. I tried putting some music on. It just totally distracts me. So that helps. Next one, door closed. It's the old Stephen King tip. Close the door. Don't let anyone in. Uh, and Did you put whole- a sign on it out of interest? Did you actually put a sign on the door saying, I'm writing? No, the whole family now, now knows if that is shut, I'm either podcasting or writing, so they don't come in. So, uh, you know, they, they now know that. So uh, <laughs> Darius talking about music, Urban Myth Club on repeat. Eh? Eh? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> now this, Darius. This is a story. This is a story and a craft tip as well as a productivity tip. But... Um, People are obsessed with ideas, are obsessed with stories, obsessed with character. My thing is when I'm writing a scene or a chapter, know your argument, okay? Because your story is about an idea, but it's not, it's not a wishy-washy idea. It's usually an argument that you're presenting in the form of your protagonist. And the antithesis to that argument is your antagonist. So you've got to know what the argument is and how far down the road you are on that argument. You know, so if your character is going from A to Z, okay, and A is the beginning of the journey, Z is at the end, okay, you've got to figure out where you are in the alphabet and where they are in that route of change. So know your argument, know where you are in the story, and just remind yourself that, okay, they've discovered this, but they haven't yet discovered this. I just find that that really, really helps me tell me where I am in the story. So no, you. I could do a whole episode on that one. And I oh yeah, do I was going to say that's a huge, that's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. huge. But that's a great, great top liner to, to whet people's appetites. Um, make notes always, and I guess we all know this. And we've talked about sending ourselves emails, uh, making, sending little voice messages. Have a pad and pen by the bed. This isn't, you know, we might joke about these things, but always inspiration can come at any moment. And when you get to middle age, it leaks out of either one of your ears. And if you yeah. don't get it down straight away, it's gone. It is Forever. gone <laughs> and it ain't coming back, you know? So yeah. make notes always, uh, you know, collect notebooks, uh, always jot it down. I tend to email myself. So I tend to have these weird emails where I have in the header, what if blah, 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 blah happened? And that will go into my notes, right? Change medium. We've already talked about this. Switch to I switch to paper, switch to screen, maybe switch to phone, change post-it notes, anything. Change the medium all the time. I do that all the time. And again, that's just I like you say, Mr. D, I think that thing of pen on paper, it just triggers a different part of the brain, a totally different part of the brain. Um set targets daily. We've talked about that as well. I mean, obviously, this is a big deal for us, the 200 words uh page a day. Set targets daily, that really, really helps. Do not multitask. Okay. Now, again, this is a middle-aged thing. I used to be able to multitask. Can't do it now. Can't do it. I have to focus on one thing. Any distraction really just takes all the air out of my balloon. Uh, and finally, prepare to change. Okay. So what if you listen to the beginning of, of the podcast, the early episodes of this, I had a very fixed idea of how I wrote because I was doing a commute and I was doing this. And it, what worked for me two years ago isn't always working for me now. I'm constantly changing and learning. So you've got to be open to change. You've got to be open to trying new things. And then one bonus tip for productivity, back up every single day, back up. If you're an author, particularly if you're on contract with a publisher or you are self-publishing and you've got readers waiting for you, if you do not back up, you are doing yourself and your readers and your publisher a disservice. You have to back up. Pay for a service if you want or just email yourself, but back up every single day. And those are my 10 tips. 11. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. And and actually, when you were saying back up, I thought you meant the idea of, of 
the run up that Michael Connolly did. But you're absolutely right, and I I do recommend when we when we wrote our novel, we actually used Dropbox, didn't we, to actually store oh, yeah. master files yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that was useful. Uh, Google Drive. There's lots of if you if you say if you're still saving stuff to your local drive because oh. you're worried that people might nick your manuscript, you've got to put into perspective. What the chance of someone finding your manuscript or stealing it on some service that gets hacked versus your own hard disk blowing up? I promise you, 99 times out of 100, your hard disk will blow up. Mm. So just let go of the fear of people stealing your manuscript. And if someone steals it and they happen to be a movie producer, hurrah! Right? <laughs> I mean, you just, you just don't know. So back up first and worry about all of the copyright stuff later because I know it's a, lo- a lot of people... Don't do, you, do that because they're worried about online. Stick it, stick do, a copy of it every. Do you day come on across? Do, do, do you come across that? Do you come across people say, "Is this in your writers' group or is this?" Uh... All the time, it's actually more from music. People think, "Oh, if I put," it, actually, it's about if I put my music up on. Uh, it's often people who are starting out in the music industry. They say to me, "So I, I've, I've written this amazing track, but I don't want to put it on 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 SoundCloud or YouTube because someone might steal the lyrics." And I remember being exactly like that when I started off. I used to, I did that thing where I posted. I went to the post office. I had a jiffy bag oh, with a CD yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I asked them to. And probably people have done this with the manuscripts. They they post a, a date uh, like a stamp over the mm. back of the envelope so you can legally present it in court. And I say to people, if someone wants to nick my music now, hurrah! Get it to number one, and then and then you take it to court. <laughs> it's like bring it on, and and we've got to let go of this idea of of people are trying to steal our stuff. It's like in in yeah. Save the Cat book, they often talk about you know everyone has a great idea and they keep it to themselves because they don't want to give the idea out to anyone. And they say no, go out and tell everyone that you tell can everyone. find. What do you think of this idea? What shakes them? You know, like what do you think? Tell me. Share the important the thing. The important thing isn't the idea. You think you've had, no, you haven't had an original idea. You have not. I guarantee a dozen people have already thought of that idea, if not thousands more. But what is unique is your unique expression yeah. of that idea. Exactly. And that, that no comes to, that. exactly. That comes to the know your argument thing, because only you will stand at this spot on the world and say, this is how I see this argument. This is how I'm going to express this with this bunch of characters, this location, this style of prose, this expression that I have. No one can steal that. That's why talk, talk about uh, pro writing aid, because there's a plagiarism tab on there, you know, uh, which is mostly used by academics to see if their kids are, are stealing stuff from online resources. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, the, the, the plagiarism is when you 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 steal the words exactly and put them in your own work without crediting the author. Likewise with music, it's that combination of chords and melody that you know it's it's, it's um it's that unique expression. So they're not going to steal it. They are not going to steal it. So back up. Sean Locke says a three two one rule: three copies of your data, two separate kinds of media, plus one copy of site. Boom brilliant because there's been a massive uh just to put this into perspective uh, there's it's, it's kicked off on on the chat side of our, <laughs> our video window here of people talking about backing up and and i think steve's got it spot on it's it's because uh, mark said dropbox isn't backup though they've lost ten thousand of my files once through a bug better enough better than nothing but do be careful so wow. it's it's about having it's about having multiple copies and mm. generally as a rule if save one to your laptop or your computer, that's your local copy. Save one to an online cloud service, a Google Drive. Uh, somebody said is OneNote. Okay, yeah, OneNote's Microsoft's version. They're all pretty much as similar as similar. Yes, and they could all be hacked one day. But it could happen. But and and then the third thing is, um, you know, the uh, two kinds of media. So if you're having one, but two on on site, have one on your on your laptop, out your desktop, like one of each. There you go. Mark's just waving his hard disks. I've got I've got external hard disks. Um, you know what? You know what's probably the best thing right now? I would go out and buy a thumb drive. They're absolutely, mm. I mean, they're pennies really now, and they get a huge amount of storage. And go and get yourself a, 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 a USB thumb drive for a couple of couple of dollars or pounds or euros or wherever you're in the world, and <laughs> and, and make that your writing dongle. Right now, let me tell you why this is important. We all need a writing dongle, right? Because here's the thing, <laughs> right? Here's the thing. When you think about our life work, what we, every word we create is, is part of our life work. But you know what? When somebody passes, and I'm going to be quite serious about this now, because again, I've been through this experience. When somebody passes, you've got, if you're given someone's computer, 
and you have to kind of try to extract whatever you want to keep from it. It's an absolute minefield. It's a nightmare. You don't know their folder hierarchy, that how they think about storing things. But if somebody had a dongle with the word my writing on it, and it was popped inside a little safe with their will, I'm just saying, right? If you put it, if you want people to have that information or have anything of yours or have backups to something, put it on a dongle and just stick it with your important documents and treat it with that importance. Absolutely. I'm trying to imagine the uh, the solemn will reading. And I leave to my grandchildren my favorite dongle. <laughs> and then they have to read everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you had, think about it this way. If, Let's, let's just project ourselves into the future, three or four generations. And we are in our 20s, say, and we get handed an envelope by a family member and say, this is for you, Mark. This is a dongle of all of the writing that your great-great-grandfather wrote. How mm. cool would that be? Yeah. Right? I, how cool would that be? And that's, so that, let's, create that, let's create that for our family, for our ancestors. Um, because I think that it's it otherwise, because nobody knows where that Dropbox folder is or even has your password to get into it, to be honest, you know, treat it like life insurance, put it with your will, do it once every three months, every year, if you have to, but mm. put a backup. Yeah. Backup, backup, backup. Okay. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. Some brilliant stuff. So uh, there's, there's a lot more we could discuss with this, aren't there? There's so many, so many productivity tips. I think for me, the biggest takeaway today is we can be as productive and we can try as many different tools as we want. But ultimately, it's about us creating the habit. Because mm. without that habit, nothing happens. We don't even get Absolutely. to play really with the productivity. The productivity tools happen once, once we've got the habit. We can't be productive with a blank page. So going back to the writing challenge, this idea of starting with 200 words a day is your gateway to productivity. And if you're already thinking, well, I write way more than that, then great. That great, because you can challenge yourself to whatever level you want to, but it's this minimum showing up each day of 200 words. You betcha. Once we've got that in place and the productivity, we get to play with that and we get to try and make it even, even more focused and, and increase our word count. But I got to say, Mark, there's still only one author that didn't agree with write every day. And, and, and her take was think every day, always be thinking about your book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, you'll find lots of authors like that. They they don't all write every day, but uh, I think if you're starting out, if you are starting out and you're trying to get that habit, if you're like all the people here in the chat room today and the live show, they're going to be telling friends of theirs. And if you, as you said, Mister D, you've discovered all sorts of friends who have thought about writing but never felt that they've been able to do it because it's so intimidating. Um, it, 200 words a day is doable and doing it every day helps build up that habit. As you say, the habit is everything. I don't write every day every more. You know, again, if you go back to that first episode of the podcast, I was writing every day, but just, you know, it's, uh, I am always thinking about it. I, you know, I will be writing little things down. I will be noodling things, but it's, um, you know, I've now, I, I like to think I'm at that point where i can just pick up and write any time because i put the hours in to start with you know it's like the beatles at, at hamburg playing eight nine hours a day made them that incredible band so they could pick up a guitar open a piano and just boom off they go so it's um yeah it's it, you, you if you're starting out this is the way to do it it is and then there's, there's i mean two things that we discovered from the research that we've done a lot of this is backed up with research folks as well this is not just us waffling on about an idea we've got we found out of all the writers that we surveyed that the number one challenge of all of, of the majority of writers 83 percent of writers the number one challenge they had was too busy with the life slash too busy with life slash day job slash family to write that was the number one reason that blocked people from actually writing, not just every day, but just writing in general. Too busy with life, day job, family. Who in our world today cannot associate with that? I think every single person. That was above, that was above things like procrastination, above things like too many ideas, above things like self-confidence, mm. right? This is the number one reason 
why we have set this challenge up because we've discovered the number one reason why people don't write is they don't have the time. We're going to show you how you can create the time and make it a really simple thing to do. The second reason why this is important is the same reason why anyone who doesn't read a book on a regular basis loses track of their story. Mm. Right. If you don't, if I, I find if I'm, if I get into a book, but then I have a break from it for three, four weeks, you remember, you know, that kind of phenomenon where you pick it up and you think, oh, I don't remember any, what, can't do it. What, no, what's yeah, this character? Yeah. And you're going yeah. back trying to find the same applies when you write folks. Mm. If you don't write consistently, you, who was it that said, which author said to us, my characters get bored and walk away. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah, that yeah. Ben Aronovich? It was I don't ben, know. Wasn't it, I, I can't think. remember. I right? can't remember. Ben said, Ben said, if I, if, you know, he's came back to his thing and there is, his, his characters got bored and left. If you write even 200 words a day, you just keep that thread going. Hmm. And in between each of those 200 words a day, your subconscious is working on the next part of your story. Yeah, that's that totally doesn't true. Work if you take if you take a week or a month between it. There are so many levels to what appears to be a very simple experiment that you will discover by doing this, and you will also teach us by doing it as well. But what I'm seeing, I've never been as excited. I don't think about a, a project on the bestseller experiment than this one. I can and I can testify to that. You should see tell. that I wake up to about fifteen <laughs> emails every bloody morning. Um, but okay. yes, it is because it has been working for you. This is the thing. You 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 were emailing me before, very early on saying, I'm doing this thing and we're account and it's really working. It's really, really working. So yeah, yeah. You were the first um crash test dummy, weren't you? So yeah. Indeed. And you know, we are the bestseller experiment. So we've got to give it a go, right? We've got to try it out. But I think one billion words, I actually do think, I do think that's more achievable than than some of the other goals that we've set in the past. If we could get to that, it would be, just imagine what as collectively with everyone, and I'm not just saying me and you, but I'm saying all of our listeners, yes. all of our BXP team, collectively, this is a collective project. Just imagine the people that might write a book that may never have started a book, the people that finish a book that may have never finished a book. How could that change their lives? Could it be you? You know, could it be the person listening to this now thinking, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. You could be the one on this podcast in in like nine months from now telling us about how, you know, this experiment led to getting your book finished and getting a lifelong writing habit in place. And that's what we'd like to happen. Well, let's shall we inspire some of our listeners now by getting some social media stuff from some of our listeners. So here's just a handful Absolutely. of them. So uh, Liam Saville uh, got in touch on Facebook, he said, ready, set, publish. Killer Christmas, my short holiday crime story, has just gone live on Amazon. So, Liam, big high five. Congratulations on that. Uh, Angela, who you may remember, set a public declaration. She said, well, I've only gone and beaten my, my deadline. I made a public declaration to have completed my first draft of Jack in the Box by the end of November. I can now confirm it is done. These public declaration things work. Who knew? She said, and thank you for all the lovely support from this wonderful group. And that's the BXP group. That's you guys on Facebook. Uh, Jennifer Sewell, just listening to Bestseller Experiment and making myself accountable with a public declaration. My nano project is to finish this book once and for all. Major structural changes, polishing, edit, and the rest. then the rest like a, like a, a stake before I send it out into the world. Wish me luck. Uh, good luck on that, uh, Jennifer. And I don't think we mentioned this a few weeks ago, but S.E. Moorhead, uh, she said, my public declaration is on hold this week, uh, but my agent wants to see the first three chapters of the, my new novel so i'm polishing like mad but to keep myself going and to remind myself that the graft and glacial speed of the publishing world will all be worth it here's a sneaky peek of the cover of my first book which is out on 6th feb if i can do it once i can do it again and her book witness x has the most amazing cover and the shout line is her mind is the scene of the crime so big congrats on that se moorhead and ivan Ivan uh, got in touch. He said, thank you for letting uh, Kate Harrison dig deep into your own blurb on the latest Deep Dive podcast. The last 30 minutes were so helpful. It really resonated with, made me think. So thanks, Ivan. And that's um, the Deep Dive we did with Kate Harrison. Now, if you sent a blurb in for that and it wasn't featured on the Deep Dive, keep listening because we're doing a very special episode with her in a few weeks as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's um, just uh, every week now we're getting listeners who are smashing it smashing it you imagine how big this is going to be with this 200 words a day thing 
I mean, the whole bloody right. episode is going to be us congratulating people. So, I you know. know. <laughs> We're going to have to do a 24-hour marathon, like like another 24-hour marathon back-to-back of us talking about all of the successes. I I just, I can't wait to get started. You know what? Christmas can't come soon enough. First of January, folks. And if you want to start hashtagging this out on the Twitter sphere and everywhere, uh, we actually, we've really struggled with what to, there's so many different things we want to call this, but we're, we're kind of like, we're, 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 we're going towards hashtag page a day challenge, the BXP, hashtag BXP page a day. So if you want to just start to, to kind of tease people before we even start to announce this in the bigger world, hashtag BXP page a day challenge question mark whatever you want to put up and uh watch your space we will be talking about this every week for the next eight weeks i'm afraid folks and drip feeding stuff to you um but we'll be putting up a link very shortly so do get involved so mark if people would like to get in contact with us there are many ways as always yes uh drop us a line on our website bestsellerexperiment.com you'll see a contact tab there Drop us a line via email. Uh, Facebook uh, is Bestseller Experiment and Twitter and Instagram is at Bestseller XP. Drop us a line. Say hello. Tell us thank you. what your goals are. And thank you so much to everyone who sent in your public declarations. I think we're going to have a lot more public declarations coming in come the 1st of January because there'll be an opportunity for people to think about what they want to do. And now is the time to do that, folks. It's It's November. We, I know a lot of people in the middle of NaNoWriMo and they're probably stressing out over that, but this is the crucial time where you start thinking about your goals for next year, not on New Year's Eve with a gin in your hand, although that's very pleasant. Start thinking about it now so that you have you have a, a run-up to your, your, your best year yet writing. And um, so we'll be talking a little bit about that over the next few weeks as well. So thank you to everyone who's joined us in the studio. We've had many more people join us. Thank you again for coming in we've had richard tanya steve another Stephen, loads of folks and thank you for all of your comments that you've written for being part of making this show what it is live on the fly feedback we love it it's absolutely brilliant fun so thank you so much for everyone and until next week folks it's a goodbye from mark one and a goodbye from mark two goodbye goodbye, goodbye.